talkradio.com forward slash elevated places for those we, we're not sure if we connected earlier but of course my co-host brother Terrence Muhammad and myself welcome each and every one of you um, we are thankful to be together for yet another Thursday this is a very special Thursday that brother Terrence uh, will tell you about of one of the most uh, profound black women to ever walk this earth who does not get anywhere close to the credit and love she deserves, but she will. And, of course, it is a pleasure that we have our executive producer, Sister Rona Muhammad, um, our uh, contributors uh, who uh, join us each and every week. Uh, sometimes they are not able to be with us. Tonight, our health contributor, Sister Mariam Muhammad, uh, will not be able to join us, but we certainly are pleased and look forward to a, a conversation with our attorney and legal contributor, Sister Attorney uh, Pamela Muhammad. And uh, I'm not sure, but I, I don't think as of yet we have been joined by uh, our international correspondent. Brother Reuben Muhammad, and so we are very pleased uh, and grateful in all that is going on around us, that all of us are together, and that you decided uh, once again to spend your Thursday evening with us. And so with that, uh, Brother Terrence, I'm going to turn the mic over to you for the time being, and we will get moving into our program. Well, all right. Once again, we are here on National Day of Mourning. Some of you may call it Thanksgiving. Others may call it Thanksgiving. I call it the Red Man Holocaust Day. But I will say this. We want to make sure that we honor and respect everyone on elevated places. So we will just welcome and we thank everyone for joining us tonight. But if you were able and blessed to gather with family and friends to enjoy and give thanks for the blessings that we have because a lot of times we look at the problems, we look at the issues, we look at our circumstances, but we forget to give thanks to our Creator for the blessing of a new day to correct our errors, to correct our wrongs, to get things right, to love the ones that we love and to be around the ones that care about us, that we care about. So on this day, if you was able to do that, then we celebrate you. 
And for those that we know of what this day means to others, the National Day of Mourning, we also lift up and remember the land that we preside or reside on, and we honor all of our indigenous brothers and sisters and those that lost our lives because we are a united people in the struggle and united people under this oppressor that we are coming together to unite to have a thanksgiving when we have our own land when you support project separation. Project separation is the reason why we are moving in the direction of teaching and elevating on this wonderful show, Elevated Places. So to start our elevation, we want to always remind you, and I can never get tired of saying this, and I would never get tired of saying, continue to listen to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He is giving divine guidance and divine warning, and the greatest lecture that you can hear at this current time, and one that you should go and study if you have not seen it, and if you have, the criterion is addressed from July the 4th of 2020, the criterion. It is filled with information, knowledge, and warning for a time which we're living in right now. So if you want to know currently what does Minister Farrakhan say about this or that, well, go back and listen to the criterion. You will get your answer, guaranteed. So you can go to NOI.org for that and tune in tomorrow for our self-improvement, uh, the basis for community development at 7.30 p.m. on NOI.org, and our Sunday lecture every Sunday at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern at NOI.org, and join us again Wednesday at 7.30. But we don't want you to miss anything that you just heard, or we want you to get as much information and teaching as you can, and you're on the blessed show of the national spokesperson for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, Dr. Ava Muhammad, who you have been listening to for years. And if you have never heard of Dr. Ava, go to ministerava.com, ministerava.com, and get all of the books and lectures that she has done over the years and the new books that are dropping, the e-books, there's going to be a virtual tour. She started it this week on Liberated Sisters with our sister Charlene, the final call writer. She's getting ready to do something with Virtue Magazine and their virtual platform with Sister Ardra and uh, Mr. Frazier, the economist. So that's a lot going on, but you got to tune in to ministerava.com. And if you was on social media, Instagram or Facebook, you saw a new banging Woo! Beautiful flyer um, that was just released yeah. by our sister Donna Muhammad out of Memphis, doing great yeah. work because Dr. Ava is growing. She's expanding, and we're not going to stop, and she's not going to stop, and her tireless efforts will not go unnoticed. And you will notice, if you haven't noticed already, Dr. Ava is on the scene here to stay to help and support the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So today, as I said, she su supports as the national spokesperson, but we also want to give uh, acknowledgement to that support, that, as they say, wind beneath his wings, uh, our first lady of the nation of Islam, Mother Khadija Farrakhan, 
happy, happy, happy birthday to Mother Khadijah Farrakhan. And if you haven't seen on social media, there's a beautiful compilation of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talking about Mother Khadijah, and it was one part of there, and I can remember the location. I think it was in 2010 uh, in Philadelphia for the Holy Day of Atonement. Oh, it may not have been 2010, maybe in 2011, but it was in Philadelphia, and he had stood Mother Khadijah up and talking about having a good woman by his side, and she made friends for him. The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad told that the best way she can help her husband to make friends, and she made friends for him in Boston. She made friends for him in New York. She made friends for him in Chicago. Mother Khadijah has in been Michigan. by his side. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, ma'am. And in Michigan, when they were surrounded sure. by all of the white people that are in sure. Michigan, we know that marriage is now what sixty-seven years. But I remember he said he met her when he was 11 and she was 8. And, man, that is a love supreme and a love story. So happy birthday uh, to Mother Khadijah Farrakhan. But it's a lot, Dr. Ava. It's a lot going on, even though we may be in the midst, in the midst of, quote, unquote, holidays, and we will not be remiss. We're still on this. Down with Santa, up with Jesus. Down with Santa, up with Jesus. If you're going to go Black Friday, you better buy black. You need to spend your black dollars with your black brothers and sisters because they still are doing Black Fridays. And we want to make sure that your black dollars are going into the black community, giving black support. And we want to make sure that we are up with Jesus and down with with Santa, and that just means we're up with righteousness and down with everything that will be wicked going on through the holiday season. But I just wanted to close that you must pick up the latest edition of the Final Call newspaper, the boldest, baddest newspaper out there. Go to finalcalldigital.com, finalcalldigital.com, because the cover says it's Trump planning a war. It's Trump Planning a war and the minister's order, the war, the war of Armageddon. How strong is the foundation? Can we survive? So we don't want to be too happy and not be on our guard and watching what is transpiring through our nation, throughout our country. There's a lot going on that we need to be aware of and we need to realize. So, Dr. Ava, this is going to be a wonderful time tonight. A wonderful show. I have good spirits, and we are ready. I'm ready to turn it back over to you, Dr. Ava. Oh, thanks for that great report, Brother Terrence. And, again, we thank Allah for the life of Mother Khadijah Muhammad, uh, Mother Khadijah Farrakhan, and the love and marriage of Mother Khadijah Farrakhan and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, because we don't know if we would even have him this long with all the pressure that he has been under if Allah had not given him such a wife. Right. That we can um, uh, just try and do our best 
to be true to what we claim to believe in. You know, that that's the time we are in. The rubber is meeting the road. And the question is, whatever our faith is, we're going to be called and tested on what we claim we believe. And currently, we are under a directive, an active directive, that was issued by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan July 4th, 2020, during the course of the criterion. And that directive, we're going to address it a little bit more uh, in this program, but let us not forget that we were instructed. When I say we, I'm talking about not only the registered Muslims, but primarily us, but the 40 to 60 million black people who are descendants of slaves in America, and that he also appealed to the heads of state of African countries that we do not take the COVID-19 vaccine, whoever brings it. That's right. And no matter how many people bring it. And so be careful of the nature, the tone, and the direction of our thoughts and our conversations in the wake of that. But I am so pleased that on the line with us tonight, um, because, (coughs) pardon me, um, and that's not COVID, that's a reaction to air particles, (laughs) but (laughs) I just want to make that footnote. Got to clean up nowadays. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. And and in this season of allergies and colds and sore throats and things, you know, you if you cough, everybody stops and turns around and looks at you. Even though Can't you're masked sneeze. up and you're, yeah, and you're six feet away, you got your mask on, they're still looking at you crazy. But, <laughs> but uh, you mentioned uh, a moment ago, um, Brother Terrence, the headline story of the Final Call newspaper uh, is war with Iran looming on the horizon. And um, we're, we're joined tonight by Sister Attorney uh, Pamela Muhammad, who is such a great contributor on this program. And, you know, we wanted to engage in some conversation. And, of course, tonight is Open Mic Thursday. We're going to start having Open Mic Thursdays where we want the callers to not only weigh in on what we talk about, but share with us your insight um, on those areas and subject matter that's relevant to black people. But um, Sister Attorney Pamela and I had a really, really intense and I felt energized by our conversation today uh, about the pandemic and and not, not so much the virus, but the uh, activities of the U.S. government and uh, the multinational corporations and the the type of uh, um, policies and laws that are being imposed on the people. And we, we need to be careful of uh, being caught unaware of being subjected to behavioral changes. But uh, I also had asked her if she would be so kind as to comment also on uh, this war with Iran looming, and there is a, a page two article about it uh, in, in conjunction with the headline. Um, 
we know that uh, President Trump um, is uh, – Joe Biden is the projected winner of the presidential uh, election, and that uh, if he is certified by the, sec- by the Electoral College through the secretaries of the various states um, next month, and then the ultimate certification takes place in January – by the uh, U.S. Congress, then on the 20th day of uh, January 2020, there will be an inauguration. The U.S. Constitution requires that every four years there be an inauguration of a president on the 20th day of January at noon. That's in the U.S. Constitution. But you, uh, Brother Terrence, reminded me of a point today that uh, Minister Farrakhan, in his uh, message on uh, the 16th day of November 2017 from the Watergate Hotel, yes. said that uh, Donald Trump is the last president Come on. And, of, of America, okay? And so we need to understand the nuances of that statement and so we need to uh wait this out. Uh we're not we're not invested in uh American politics. We are concerned when a move is made <laughs> that involves us when an- if if and when another country is attacked and we're over That's here right. in this country, we we are concerned with that, okay? So we want to talk about those things. And and what exactly is uh, President Trump capable of doing? Because he remains president until right. at least until noon on the 20th day of January 2021. This is November 26, 2020. Listen. And so there's a little time left, and there there are things Lots. that a lot that can be done that could be destructive. Uh, between right. now and then, so Sister Attorney Pamela and Brother Terrence, I think we we, we want to have a little conversation on that, and then of course uh, get into our open mic discussion with our um, callers. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, Sister Pamela. Uh, Wa alaikum salam, Sister Doctor Ava, and Assalamu alaikum to you, Brother Terrence. Assalamu. Yes, sir. And I would like to start off by saying how honored I am to be a participant, and I'd like to say all praises due to Allah, Sister Dr. Ava, for your compliments to me. Um, And getting right into it, I would say that, um, yes, going back on some of our research, we can remember that Trump, he he actually has signed in his first 100 days of president, being the president, he signed more executive orders than any other recent president in history. Now, getting back to what an executive order is, because, like, for example, President Obama, he signed 278 executive orders during his time in office, and an executive order is a it's pretty much something that gives the president the right to uh, pass some type of order without having to go through Congress. Uh, According to an article out of the American Bar Association, 
they say it falls under the broader umbrella of, of powers derived from Congress and the well from the Constitution. And so, an executive order is actually a power to ex, ex, issue orders, uh, pretty much war powers, and they don't have to have congressional approval to do that. And so, as this article uh, that you're referencing in the final call, some of the questions, um, you know, that some, as they're talking about whether or not there's going to be war, even though there have been a lot of furtive actions, I think, throughout this week in November where um, certain aggressive moves seem to be made uh, to advance a war in Iran. But some of the people are saying, well, does Trump, uh, does, is it a reality? considering the fact that he is a lame duck president, or would he be allowed to do certain things? Um, does he have undiluted authority? Is one of, is, that's some of the people that were interviewed in this Final Call article. They're very doubtful as to whether or not this president you know, would act. But I think that you, Brother Terrence, and you, Dr. Avar, are so on point by referring to what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has told us. Um, because we, you know, in terms of whether or not he um, will feel unrestrained, whether or not this president will feel like he doesn't have power, whether or not he feels like he can't sign an executive order to do exactly what he wants to do to stay in the office. Because I just want to be clear with it, an, an executive order is a signed, written, and published directive from the president of the United States um, that manages operations of the federal government. It's one of the most common presidential documents in our modern government. Um, executive orders are not legislation, and they don't require any approval from Congress. And Congress can't simply overturn them. You know, Congress could make pass legislation that might make it difficult, but we know that the scenario that we're in is that Congress may not have an opportunity to pass any legislation because of the timing that this particular um, Iranian, um, as, as they're looking at these actions and the allegations that this article raises, uh, that has been made that there's been a significant increase, you know, uh, by Iran um, in stockpiling their materials, which we know any, any kind of lie, any kind of justification We've seen this, you know, for a long time by this government. They'll say because the Iranians are denying it. But, again, we've seen actions uh, being made in these last couple of weeks by uh, President Trump's administration. And, and I just wanted to say, um, you know, they, they brought up in the article questions such as martial law. You know, they pointed to instances under this administration, and, and the biggest one we can say is, the immigration policies where they were just, you know, pretty much executing uh, laws. I don't, you know, I'm not saying they executed people, but they just kind of did what they wanted to without going through the normal means, extrajudicial acts, fascist militaristic actions is what uh, Mr. Aiken warned, um, you know, of, of this company, this administration and this Man, he said that these are the type of people that occupy key positions at the Pentagon, and he, you know, mentioned how it's in the midst of these attempts with this election. But 
you know, we really have something brewing. And I just want to say in closing, Sister Ava, you had mentioned um, to me about the Pearl Harbor, um, what happened during Truman's administration where um, people were interned. You know, Japanese, there was an executive order issued by, I think it was then President Roosevelt, who in 1939, um, he issued a executive order, um, which, you know, and I think it was 42, but Roosevelt ordered the confinement of Japanese Americans into internment camps. And then we know in 2001, uh, George W. Bush, in response to September 11th or whatever, they, you know, issued executive orders and changed policies far-reaching, all with the stroke of these pens. So this is constitutional, and and, and he's given this type of authority. Presidents are given this type of authority under, I believe it is their commander-in-chief power. says the executive power shall be vested in the president um, as the commander-in-chief. So, um, you know, I I just think, and, and he's also, because he's the, the, he's the commander-in-chief of the Army and the Navy of the United States. This is what this commander-in-chief yeah. clause states. Uh, so this is something that I I'm, you know, believe that this is something that we have to look at, and we have to know that these our laws are um, shaping up to, to make this a very interesting uh, set of events. As we watch them unfold, yes, Dr. Ava. So, <laughs> thank you for your time. Yes, ma'am. Hey. No, thank you thank for yours. Yes. Now, no, and, and it's and it's and it's deep, Dr. Ava. When we think about all this, you know, one of the things that I don't think a lot of us remember, or sometimes we just don't remember the playbook. The playbook is that the rumors start mm. in November, December, and the war is actually happening mm. in January and February. For whatever reason, mm. that's mm. how my memory works. Like you hear it brewing, and that's you know on the news, uh, somewhere got bombed, somewhere got hit. I'm like, hold up, when did something get bombed? We didn't even know we was at war, and yes. we find out that mm. we are at war. Yes. And but that doesn't mean so when we find out that we at war, that meant stuff was already brewing, already planned, and then they went and bombed. And so news report lets us know that stuff has gotten bombed because. But the war had already been planned, already been strategized. We already given it a go. We already made the decision. It wasn't they woke up one morning and was like, okay, let's just do this, y'all. So, and I say that, so right. when you see this in the final call, this is not just, and we got, you know, this is a divine, divine word of God carried in the form of a newspaper. So the That's words right. of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan are actually letting you know the minds of your enemy. So you can properly prepare. Yes, That's why you may have thought COVID was a bad thing, but COVID-19 actually may have been something to help you prepare and practice sheltering in, in place because because of a war, you may not be allowed to go out, or because of war, you may need to stay at home. So how are you been preparing to stay in your home for a certain amount of time? And as arrogant as this president is, as blatant as this president has, it has been very quiet on social media, very quiet in the press, where you haven't seen him clap back at all. That's not like him. 
He usually is saying <laughs> no, something, not. talking some junk, doing something quiet. Because, like we say, we listen to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and we have to study things. As he said, there was a war at that time. We saw the war going on in Libya. We saw the war in the East. But later we connected to the war of black people, particularly black youth in America. But as the minister said, that that, that explanation, when you talked about Watergate, Dr. Ava, it was over a period of time. It just wasn't with one president. So I'm looking at how this plays out. If he's the last president, what is going to happen in November, December, and January? And we have to be wide awake, wide awake. That's right. Uh, and everything that the minister has taught us and is teaching us, and I, I think that's that's why we can't, um, as he said, don't take him as a lovely song. We just love to listen that's and right. hear. Yes, and we just we heard it before. Oh yeah, I remember that. So I remember track number five. That was a good song. I liked that. I remember where I was when I heard that. But these are not musical songs that we're listening to. These are literal divine goddess. He's literally, and, and I think that's the thing we have to really delve into who he is. Because when you know who he is, you know when he speaks, you're listening to God. You're not just listening to Farrakhan. You're listening to divine guidance and warning from God Himself. He is that vessel. But if you don't see him as that, you see him as a great entertainer, then you just heard a good song, you heard a, saw a good show, and then you go back to sleep. Right. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. And, and you know, the to to the point about uh, looking deeper um, and and reflecting on what's going on in the context. Of of what of of the word of God. That's what you know. As you're saying, and accepting the conduit that God has chosen through whom to reveal His will. But there there's a lot that is asked of people in the sense that I think the Bible says, "Of Him to whom much is given, much is required." And that's not only applicable to wealth, material wealth, it's applicable to knowledge. You know, you're you're held to a certain standard of knowledge and as Sister Attorney Pamela knows, um, there's a a standard of uh an evidentiary standard in, in law. And it it's a standard that applies in, in this way that you knew or you should have known. Should have known. Yes, ma'am. You know, uh, a a claim of ignorance does not always give us a pass. We can't just say, I didn't know. Depending on your level of knowledge, then a court of law and a trier of fact, whether it's a judge or a jury, can hold you to that standard. You know, a a a doctor, a medical doctor who's a specialist, who's a cardiologist, is held to a higher standard of the knowledge of the cardiovascular system than Pookie is off the street. Exactly. You can't just <laughs> right. you can't, you know, hold yourself out. So we who have been exposed uh, to the truth 
coming from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, there are levels. There are some people who uh, just listen and get energized and then go back to uh, life under the oppressor. There are others that are supportive. They're not just listening, but they support this. And in many of the ways they act and behave, they are aligned with it. And then there's that group of us who have formally stated we accept this. And so if, if as you move into each of these categories, you're held to a higher and higher standard. And so we will not be excused um, from uh, understanding, from, from, not excused from the proper response to the minister's directives based on ignorance because we are no longer ignorant. Ignorant is not unintelligent. You you can be highly intelligent, but you're unaware of information and truth and facts, okay? And and so we're going to be held to that. We're, we're being held as a people now to a man who, well, let's start with this. The Nation of Islam has been here in America for 90 years. As part of the landscape, and beginning with Master Fadid Muhammad himself, then the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and then the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, we have been repeatedly given the truth. And not only told the truth, we've been shown the truth. And if you remember, was it last week or the week before, when someone called in uh, about the city of Detroit needing to get the teachings because oh, oh, of two weeks ago. behavior. Ooh, right. Okay. See, and, and my brother, he, you know, bless him, he, he pointed out the condition, okay, of black mm-hmm. people. But why are you still in that condition? Why are we in a condition that we have been shown the way out of? See, we, we love to say, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge from the book of Hosea. But what's the rest of that? Because you have rejected knowledge, I, too, will reject you. That's God talking. Yes, ma'am. And, and all that to say, we, we were shown yet more mercy when this pestilence came. And remember, the minister told us in the criterion what the punishment of the pestilence is the punishment is is that which we have depended upon for our sustenance has turned against us so while we look at the the death rate and and sister uh, Pamela and I were talking earlier brother Terrence about the th- this this panic now now, we don't believe in coincidences in Islam. We don't believe in a spook God, and we don't believe things just happen. Mm-hmm. Well, is it a coincidence that now that the vaccine is ready to roll, there's a surge in the corona cases? That's there's right. A, 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 
effort to say to now people are being told you can't be with your family. Right. Uh, Governor Cuomo in New York, a mandate of no more than 10 people in a private residence. We better pay attention to this because we're not realizing, some of us, that our individual rights are being taken away from us. Now, Moderna, uh, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, some of these companies said they're ready to go. That's right. And uh, Pfizer and Moderna said 90% effectiveness. AstraZeneca has uh, 70%. And they said, when they said on the, the news the other day, Brother Terrence, they said, oh, uh, we've got a couple of other pharmaceutical companies have a vaccine also. Now, theirs is less effective, but it's cheaper, and it's easier to store. So my husband mm-hmm. said, oh, so now they got a ghetto vaccine. Right. Come okay. on. <laughs> that's real. Right. Wow. Now, that is real. That is the hood store real. vaccine. Okay, <laughs> it's cheaper and it's easier to store, but in 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 line with this, because remember, increasingly since July fourth, see sometimes we underestimate the impact of Minister Farcon and his words. This one man, his words on this government and these multinational corporations prior to July 4th and go back and read and study they had Alan Dershowitz attorney Alan Dershowitz running around as the national spokesperson for a mandatory vaccine that's right and remember he was telling us that telling uh, the people in America that if you refuse to be vaccinated, we we can drag you in and force a needle into your arm. Right? Yes, ma'am. You know, it, it, it's it's see, it's reminiscent of Doctor Yakub. Okay. The minister, the nurse, and the doctor. You got people running around doing the preaching. And then you have the doctors and the nurses ready to jam this needle in your arm. And teach, Minister teach. Farrakhan confronted him, right, in July 4th. Yep. And he said, if you try to force us to take this vaccine, it will be a declaration of war on all of us. And, you know, see, we can't begin to calculate the power, the, 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 the nerve of a black man to stand up in America and say that. That's you right. You have to be backed by God. You have to. And nothing, and, 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 and there was no uh, overt response. But what happened was, if you follow the news, there was a change in messaging. 
it changed from everybody's going to have to do this to we promise you it's safe and effective. That's right. And they started enlisting Negroes to yes, go ma'am. out, you know, medical doctors, college, the HBCUs, yep. the preachers, okay, the usual suspects, all the way up to as we speak, are running around, black people, we're black like you, and we love you. There's a love letter out now by some coalition of black healthcare professionals and all saying we we you need to take part in the trials the clinical trials because we need this vaccine cuz we're dying from it we're dying from it at a exactly. higher rate exactly see, but you don't want to deal with see, you want to say we got these preconditions how did we get these conditions That's and right. how long yes, have we been in this condition and now all of a sudden it's a concern That's because right. Moderna and Pfizer are ready. So yes. we have to be very careful because as after the minister, I, I read it in part three of the law of God or part one of those, where the after the minister said, stood up to this and said it will be a declaration of war on all of us, New York Times comes out two weeks later and says there's an alarming rate of people, black and white, but especially black people, who are saying they are not going to take this COVID vaccine. Right. And you had people like Charlemagne the God on the Breakfast Club saying, no way am I taking this vaccine. So now here we come with it's safe, it's effective. And and now that it's ready to go, oh, my God, there's 3 trillion cases in America. Yes, ma'am. And make sure whatever you do, don't, look at this, don't go around your family. Your family, yes, ma'am. See, not see. This is this is Satan through and through. We're not the enemy. Right. Your family is the enemy. Come on, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yes, and, and don't forget goes. when, and when COVID first got here. See, this is mm-hmm. the first time I know of, and you know I don't. Prefer, there may have been some time in U.S. history during war or crisis, but I don't ever know. It, it didn't happen with the AIDS virus. It didn't happen with H1N1. Uh, it didn't happen with the influenza epidemic of 1918, where family are told you cannot see your family member. Right. People have gone uh, into ERs, into hospitals. We have lost people like that. And they just swept them away and said, this thing is so contagious, you can't go back there. That's right. So we have no idea what they're doing. And there have been numerous articles in papers like the New York Times that have, the New York Times did a whole expose 
on incompetence and medical malpractice and negligence and institutional racism as being uh, a large part of the deaths. See, they give us these numbers, but they don't tell you what's behind the numbers. And by the way, if you go on the CDC website or you Google the mortality rate uh, percentage and the uh, incidence and the rising cases of CDC of uh, COVID-19, there is a uh, an abbreviation, an acronym, uh, PIC, PIC. You know what that stands for? They'll say we've had X number of PIC cases. All the new cases are PIC. They are combining. The P is for pneumonia. The I is for influenza. And the C is for COVID. And Deborah Burke said it months ago on the COVID task force. When they used to come and do those daily briefings, and, and, and they would fight with Trump in front of everybody. Trump would come out and talk crazy, and they would just have these uh, <laughs> confrontations, and they finally just closed it down. Right. But she Man. said, we are very liberal with the mortality rates. Don't pull it up. She said, we are very liberal. So when they are giving you these statistics, they're combining pneumonia, influenza, and COVID-19 to arrive at these numbers. But it's, it's inducing panic, also the return of the lockdowns, see, so that the general population is so sick and tired of the circumstances that they're willing to do anything to get out from under it, including take these vaccinations. So I'm yes, using that for a lot of time. No, you all it, go ahead. <laughs> you, no, you yeah. said a lot. Be, oh, you go ahead, Sophia. We have some. I hear you trying to jump well, in. Well, just really, really fast. Thank you, Brother Terrence. I just wanted to say, and it, it goes to the scriptures about, like, the destruction of natural affection I mean, because you're going to the core of who we are. You know, we're a community that is made up of family family ties. And so it, if you're going to ostracize me and isolate me from my family, then it makes it easier for you to move against me mentally because I'm depressed, I'm isolated, and right. all of this is for this mythical, magical, uh, asymptomatic person that is somewhere lurking. You know, so it's just really sad, Sister Ava, and it really leads to separation. You know, we're just going to have to go territory with our family and it just is. cut them off. That, that This is what I see coming. Um, so, yes, sir, Brother Terrence. Um, no, no, it, no it's, it's a lot It's a lot that Dr. Ava said, and I think, you know, I want to take it. Because uh, it's a lot of it's 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 like it's almost like I gotta parse a lot of what Doctor Ava said because it's so it's so deep in what you just said, uh, Doctor Emily. You know, just the 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 um, I turn the family, just the the break of the family. That's 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 one thing that's very deep. 
uh, as we already saw the whole issue of immigration and the breaking of the family. And, you know, I don't want to skip over what you said earlier, uh, Sister Pamela, about the, the whole issues of executive law and how those executive laws will be used and can be used in these last few days of presidency mm-hmm. and what is going to happen. And just the fact that the language was it's going to be forced upon you, you know, what does that mean? You know, we talk about forced upon you and how do you force something on somebody? Are you going to drag them out their houses and stick the needle in their arm? Are you going to impose certain mm-hmm. legislation and laws to force you to do that? Because there's a conversation that, you know, I'm with, um, I work in the field of health disparities with a lot of health uh, pr- practitioner, professors, doctors, like literally in the health profession. And I was what, listening to a, a, a social media thread where it was like, this is better than a ventilator. You'd rather have this than a ventilator. Um mm. And then there's justifications. You know, they say, you know, you want the ventilator or you want the vaccine. Uh, And then they were saying that, you know, most vaccines don't have a long-term effect. So we don't, you know, we don't know about the long-term effect, but we, you know, most vaccines, you know, they kick in, get in the body two, three months. You know, they figure out and they make immune, you know, make the body, make immune system to it and boom, boom, you good. So you don't usually have a long-term effect. So there's this whole conversation uh, about vaccines, and there's this whole conversation that we understand why people of color are not trusting. Then there's a lot of black people, as Dr. Ava said, that are saying, no, we should be the first ones to get it. We should be the first ones to be able to have the access to it. And the reality yeah. is that black folks are fighting um, um, other folks about access, like how y'all get it first and we the one dying for it. So that's this whole mm-hmm. argument about something that y'all allow right. for us to die from. You all are not giving us the vaccine to cure from it, but not understand that the vaccine can also kill you off. But we're not trying to hear that. All we know is that we're dying. So the first thing is, who's ever in first in line should be the healthcare workers, the doctors, the essential workers, and black folks. You know, and that's how we're looking at it, and that's the argument that's coming up. The other argument, there are some health practitioners, and I mentioned this on the show before, that some say, okay, they are for vaccines, and they're not necessarily for the folks that's, uh, you know, the vax people. They call them the vax people. But they say they do understand the argument about I may not want to, I may not feel comfortable taking it, but I may be forced because of my job. If I don't take it, then I may lose my job. Or I have to take it, but I don't have health care to be able to get the, the, the medical benefits to get the vaccine, so I'm not able to get it. Um, I may not be able to, you know, I, I don't want to take it. Uh, and I, I forgot to find, I think something came out about New York. I think New York was going to pass by the Supreme Court or somebody stopped it and uh, or added the religious ability because I think at one point the religious part, so I got to go back and research that piece. But it would be very, very key. It would be very, very key if they remove your ability to be a uh, 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 for a religious reason why you don't want to take vaccines because they know they heard the minister. It ain't just by coincidence that that would be on, one of the main on. things that you can't right. fight on. So like, everything has to be very clear. When the minister said that, and he said, so when the minister said something, Dr. Ava said something that's very powerful, the minister, and we talked about this last week, we're the only group of people that literally follow the minister. We are not lip professors, we follow the minister. This is what I mean. We're (laughs) not all righteous. We're not all holy. Don't get me wrong on that part. But we literally migrate to wherever he is. He goes speak here, we move. He goes speak here, we move. We move. We move. So when you look at that from data, 
the data says that when he speaks, people actually respond, people actually move. When he called for a million, nearly two million men showed up. Mm. So what do you believe that when he said don't ta- take the vac- vaccination, right. how many people respond to his words from that? So now they have to mm. calculate on how to make it where you can't listen to his words because you can't do it on the basis of religion. So understand that Minister Farrakhan, when he made that statement that Dr. Ava said, he said that will be a declaration of war. They heard him loud and clear, loud and clear. And they understand when a general, the general of black people make a declaration of that sense, then they now have to go back in their war room because they had a plan to disseminate it, but they had to hold it because if we put it out in their raft and the minister and heard it, and remember, which we so quickly forget, the response to the criterion was overwhelming. The testimonies about people that listened to the criterion, like I told you, people was having group family meetings listening to it that I never knew they even knew who Farrakhan was. I didn't even know they listened to Minister Farrakhan. I didn't even know they liked Minister Farrakhan. Preachers, my boy said, I listened to it three times. He said, every preacher needs to listen to it. I'm like, preachers? People were listening to it. So when they knew the response was that high, they could not do it at that time. So you had to go sweep it under the elections. The election is over. Now everybody's happy that there's a projected, projected, not official, but projected new President and Vice President, you're happy under this this bubble and law that we can slide in a vaccination there and we can slide in a war because you're not paying attention and you're not remembering July 4th, the guidance and instruction from Minister Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. Sister Dr. Ava, can I say this real fast? Yes. You know, yes. I want to say, I guess as an attorney, you know, knowing how things operate behind the scenes sometimes with these laws and these policies, these domestic practices that operate against black people, there is nothing that this country does that's for the benefit of black people. You know, we can go from the police brutality, we can go from the foster care. Like you say, we can go to why are we the most vulnerable population dropping dead from stress and high blood pressure and cancers and all of this. So we know that there is nothing that they do that is for the purpose of helping black people. So how in the world can we believe that a vaccination is being given by them for the purpose of helping black people? And that is just the most incredible, (laughs) unbelievable argument that anybody can advance. And, you know, even on Facebook, and I just want to say that, you know, they, they they do sometimes show these white people, Cuomo and different people, we want to help black people because it's only fair. And they do it in a joking and a mocking manner because we know, and with the help of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan always guiding us to, you know, what's real, we know that that's, that's, that is ridiculous. This is obviously, <laughs> when, when have they done anything to help black people? Is that why our prisons are filled with black people? Is that why we've never gotten any kind of justice in this country? So now they can actually bring that out? Um, you know, and, and our people are believing that? That is, you know, that, I, I just wanted to, to say that because um, sometimes I just assume that everybody is behind these courts. I know. Judgment with me, C 
seeing people being ushered into the death death row, death penalty. They're innocent. <laughs> They're getting executed. You know, um, and and so it's just unbelievable. You know, another well, just you like know, yes, um, ma'am. You know, a lot of people talked about the year 2020 and and how that's the same uh, measurement. Uh, in ophthalmology and vision in that world, you know, 2020 is considered normal vision where you're able to see clearly. And listening to both of you give two very different and very true and very profound observations on um, what is happening. One, but they both, but what they both culminate in is the difference between now and anything else previous is this is in our face. This, everything that's happening is, is, is easy to discern if you can see at all. That's what's so mind boggling because in the past, the, the, the U S government did such a phenomenal job of deceiving the whole world uh that it it is the most highly advanced righteous civilization on the earth even while she held slaves or had a history of slavery and jim crow and you know the racism the sexism the materialism all of this and yet everybody and their mother wants to live here everybody wants to be an American. Everybody has uh, allows the United States or submits to the United States coming in their country. But what has happened since March of 2020, going to the point about how can we trust these vaccines, as you just said, they're telling you every single day they don't know what they're doing. On, on top of being wicked, they're also stupid. Their time is up. Their time ended, and so Allah has withdrawn access to his knowledge and wisdom from them. They're, they're functioning on the reality of their brain. You know, Anthony yep. Fauci is touted as the top leading expert in America. There's 330 million people here. He's the number one, they say, number one expert in infectious disease. Now, is COVID-19 an infectious disease? Yes, it is. So you're the best. You're the LeBron James. You're the Patrick Mahomes of infectious disease. And yet you're on TV, which I've literally seen this man with his hands up in the air. Oh, I just, we didn't know who was going to do this. We're coming on a very, like a bad news bear. Oh, the times are going to get dark. You, you said, Anthony Fauci, you don't need masks. Told us that in March. Then came back and told us, he and the Negro Surgeon General, they told us they lied. They told us in our face. They said we, we, we weren't telling the truth. But, but 
the, it was the science. The science wasn't there. But then someone else comes along and says, well, isn't it, isn't it true that the reason you told the public they don't need masks is there weren't enough masks? That's why you said that. Now, that's, that's serious. To tell me I don't need something that I need because you don't have it. So going back to the point y'all are raising, then why am I supposed to believe that you have a safe and effective vaccine now? Are you going to tell me next June that you just said that? So you can pretend the virus went away? or See, we, we need to stop it. We need to go to the back of the not the bus, the back of the final call newspaper. Come on, and start taking this program of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad seriously, and and yield to the reality that he told the truth when he said this is the best and it's the only solution, and that's separation. And you're right, Brother Terrence. See, the, the, the fear of the minister lies in his uniqueness as the only leader anyone has ever seen outside of his teacher who people don't just follow in spirit, <laughs> but we follow him literally and physically. That's right. Wherever That's right. he goes. That's right. Yes, minister. That's real. Forgive me. So yeah, this is this is some serious. Um, this is a serious issue here. You know the idea that that, that you have black professionals uh, telling other black people, and and I've heard them say it out of their mouth on town halls and and what they've written. That uh, I've heard them on MSNBC. They they will say this. They'll say, we know about Tuskegee, the Tuskegee experiment, and it was terrible. And, and, and we understand why our people feel like this, but things are different now. Come on. Yeah, you, you, you ask, ask George Floyd's family, are things different now? That's right. Yes, ma'am. As you said, unbelievable. But go ahead. I'm sorry. And then we'll take we'll we'll comment a little more, and then we'll go to the phones. Well, I don't know if the panel was going to say something. But oh, I you, thought you had another think, comment. I'm sorry. No, no, but it, okay. it's, it's so right that you're saying that the George Floyd, because the reality is, it's this, Doctor Ava, is that we see racism in different institutions differently. So we, we say, well, racism has changed, and we don't do the Tuskegee experiment anymore. Medical institutions are good. There are, quote, unquote, no racism. There's no racism in, in the medical profession. There's no uh, health disparities in, a, in the medical profession. There's no uh, anything uh, in the medical profession. So we should just trust. 
And we know that's a lot. We know there's blatant and lots of health disparities in the healthcare system. And we know the pharmaceutical companies run the the quote unquote healthcare system as though racism permeates through every institution that institution that affects us from education, religion, economic, judicial, everything. So for someone to say as though, yes, Tuskegee was yesterday, yeah, Tuskegee may have been yesterday, but the racism and the blatant disregard to black and brown people is still there. And you may not see it as openly, but you still may see it. And and I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that was also in my my discussion, um, that there's a group of black physicians that are actually dealing with this issue of COVID and vaccination and how to, uh, well, not necessarily COVID, but because of COVID, having a conversation of how to make the institution, the medical institution, more relatable to people of color and acceptable to people of color. But one of the things that they agreed on is to not be, and I forgot, and I forgot the lady's name, but the sister that was the nurse or the one that was at the Tuskegee experiment that you know, convince black men to come in, take these tests, and, and to get the shots. They don't want That's to right. be the people that be the advocate and sit around and say, mm-hmm. yes, trust the medical system and then bring folks in. They want to make sure that there's a way to do it because there's certain things that people need to go get checkup and certain things that we need to do that the medical institution mm-hmm. can help with. But it's not a way for us to try to make a way to find a way that we can get black folks and people of color just to blatantly trust the institution so the institution can do whatever they want and ultimately not the medical people that may care, the doctors and the nurses, but the pharmaceuticals that want to make their money and put these drugs in these hospitals that we take because the doctors say they are approved. And now if they approve and they say this is what it is because they're not the lab, they're not going to retest what the pharmacist said. They're not going to come and take it to the hospital laboratories and retest and take it out and check it again. They're going to take what has been approved and utilize. Mm, yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes. And, 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 you know, I just wanted to say I think, also is the issue of of expertise and real scholarship and we know we heard the minister talking on July 4th about real scientists sitting down that you know people who are brilliant people who are smart and people who have integrity and really will look for the right answers and we're still in that progress i mean that process i'm sure there are some, you know, really brilliant black or people who have integrity who are studying this, and we got time to to see that outcome. And that's one of the things I hate about yes. this panic-induced hysteria, because right. I'm waiting for the people who, like the minister said, there are 14 therapies in the country or something that qualified people are looking into this issue, and and we don't have to, we can't lose faith, and and you know, I trust what the Honorable Minister of Farrakhan is telling us because he's divinely guided. And I'm just so thankful that we have him. And, and finally, Sister Ava, it's kind of like what you tell us sometimes when these Negro imps, as you will call them, you know, sometimes they will go with the, the wrong answer. And so we just have to say, okay, we're going to have to separate from y'all, you know, because now you're trying to push us on things that are affecting our health. You're lying to us, and you're going with your slave master's mindset, and I'm just not buying into it. 
You know, I, I care right. about my life and the life of my community. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So praise be to Allah. Yes, ma'am. Well, all I'll right, we're gonna. Yes, ma'am. We're going to jump to the phones, and we're going to go to the brother we call the separator, Brother Louis Ali. As-salamu alaykum, sir. Wa alaykum salam. Dr. Ava, how you doing? Oh, doing fine, sir, and yourself? Doing really good. I'm I'm so grateful to hear from you, Brother Terrence and Sister Pam, and for you having this show. It's, It's so informative. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in Study Guide number 18 said that when we don't learn the lessons of history, we have to repeat them. Yes, and sir. I noticed at the beginning of the show you talked about a directive from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And one of the directives that he gave us was to pick up a stone and throw a stone at Satan. And the minister in the past has identified his enemies. He said the government was his enemy. Hypocrite Muslims was his enemy. Scared to death Negroes were his enemy. And members of, uh, powerful members of the Jewish community were his enemy. It's, it's real interesting uh, when you start thinking about why white people, specifically white Jews, bought us here. And I think if we took a real close look at the Leo Frank case, we could see some of the brilliant research of the Nation of Islam. Leo Frank raped a Gentile white girl. Mm-hmm. And he attempted to lay it on a black man. On a black man. Mm-hmm. And they done everything they could in 1915. He brought in an army of lawyers and neighborhood bullies to try to bully the public into believing that a black man raped that little white girl when in reality he, a slick little Jew, <laughs> raped that little white girl and laid it on a black man. Now, I'm bringing this up for a reason, because in every nation, the Jews take over the labor, they take over the media, they take over and charge people exacerbated interests, and usually when their white brethren catch up with them, they run them out of that nation. And they start militias and they get real violent. And so in a slick kind of way, in order to get us to always die for their sins, they put black people as a buffer. And whenever they want to pass something filthy, whether it be pornography, prohibition, marijuana, or just simple, plain, late LGBTQ, they push ignorant Negroes at the front of that. And this is really what they done in 1915. And so what they done was, since they convicted Leo Frank, the governor pardoned him, but the whites were so riled up, they lynched Leo Frank, and he deserved it. But what they also done was they started painting labor and Jews as the exploiter of white people instead of black people. 
So what they done was they doubled back down in the media and made this movie, Birth of a Nation, to make it look like black men were going around raping black women, I mean, excuse me, uh, Caucasian women. And, you know, the rest of it is history. We have the Red Summer in 1919. But whenever they're getting ready to kill a bunch of black people, especially black men, they always maneuver us in the media. And they were getting ready to do this in 1995 until the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan straightened up our uh, media, straightened up our image all over the world. And I'm just wondering... Are we seeing this when we see a group called like Black Lives Matter, who are mostly white people and homosexuals that are dressed in all black claiming to represent us, but I believe that they're pushing us out into the anger that white people have for specifically members of the Jewish community. Last point. When they were in North Carolina, if you listen to what the white nationalists were saying, they were not saying blacks will not replace us. Blacks will not replace us. They were saying Jews will not replace us. And so with all of this that's going on, I think we had better pay close attention to the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Minister Farrakhan about separation and get out the way because we're being set up once again to die for the sins and be the scapegoat of those who are so-called Jews. And when the president says fake news, well, fake news is controlled by fake Jews because we are the real children of Israel. And so that's my uh, comment, uh, Dr. Avon. I appreciate yes, you uh, chime in. Thank you. All praises due to Allah. Yes, sir. Right on point. Yes, we, uh, directives. Uh, directive is an order. It's an instruction. It's not a suggestion. It's not a recommendation. It's not an opinion. And the outcome for us as individuals depends on whether or not it's clear to us where the directives that we are to follow should come from. And they should come from the Lord of the world. They should come from God. But now you've got to be able to discern how and by what means is the Lord of the worlds giving the directive through whom and through what? He can choose whom he pleases or what he pleases. And we want to impose our limited thinking and our, I'm glad Brother Lewis brought up study guide 18, rising above emotion, into the thinking of Allah, these emotional reactions that we have to the commands of God. You know, are you under his leadership? Well, if you're not, go on where you're going. But if you are under his leadership, don't take what he has issued as a statement and turn it into a question. 
If he says don't take the vaccine, don't go around and don't come among us saying, do you think we should? You sound crazy. You are crazy. Come on. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you're a virus yourself. And that's what we better be, be watchful about. And as, as, as Brother just said, see, there's things that these people have a pattern in their history. And they don't, they don't attack us. In fact, period, when, when they're about to attack anyone, just like we're talking about Iran, they, they, there's a, a period of time for a propaganda campaign. Because they turn the people against the target before they move. And, and, and so now they're turning us against each other. They are enlisting some of us against others of us. There's a great campaign of, of divisiveness going on. That's right, and, and it's yes. and it, you know it's causing conflict. And you brought it up earlier, Sister Pamela, about family. You have families arguing about Come COVID nineteen. That's right. That's right. Yes, ma'am. But what is, what is there to argue about our history in America? I mean, it's inconceivable that we're arguing about a vaccine. In the, in the wake of our history. And for some black people to say to us, and I'm, I'm not going to say it anymore because I've already, I'm repeating myself, but it's just so important. It's amazing to me that anyone could get up in front of us and be dismissive of the Tuskegee experiment, which went on for 40 years. That's right. We just had a sister on last week um, on the death of a 15-year-old boy, which was the story was in the final call, in Louisiana, who clearly was murdered, clearly was lynched and murdered. Come on. In 2020. So there there has to be a separation in the house. It has to be. And this is why number four says we want our own territory, and point number five includes a statement. We can make a choice. Because some of us are just gone. We have been completely taken over by black inferiority and submission to a God besides Allah. We take the Caucasian. The, specifically the Jew Because they're all white people But the Jew in particular Who's in the Bible I don't know how my, my Christian friends Can look in the New Testament And then not understand Why Minister Farrakhan's being called an anti-Semite And ask them to explain their view Of Jesus having these disputes with the Jews Ask them who do they think these Jews are? Because it's, it's their Bible. Not we're not talking about the Quran. We're talking about the Bible. When he Jesus told the Jews, "You are of your father, the devil." 
Now, in 2020, you have Farrakhan saying the same thing. Now, what does that tell us? Come on. But it's just amazing. But thank you. You know what's uh, all? Yes, sir. No, you know what's yes, also sir, amazing, Dr. Ava? It, what's also amazing is when you just said that, and I just realized, and I got to go back to my, my memory of growing up. I don't, well, I definitely not growing up because there was no Jews around that I knew of. But I don't know any black person who has come out with a lecture, come out with a teaching with Jews in the audience or Jews on a dais and read that scripture. I don't what? know any I don't know any Christian that has come out and defended that verse of Jesus. And I'm like, why don't y'all read that? And and here's here's my point to that. There was a thing when I was on campus, you know, and this is not a knock. And before I say it, this is not a knock. We're not about me. But the the Greek organization, we used to, the conscious folks would be against the Greek letter organization. And we would say something about Greek folks and we would say something about uh, Greek Greece and, and Greek and all of what they did. And some of the Greek organizations that we're talking about this. And we're talking about that. We're talking about them. And so it's almost like, if you're not like the Jews, like you're not of the synagogue to say that, that's not talking about you. It ain't talking about you. It ain't talking about you. Right. You know, but right. but it, it's like we're not talking about this. You are not of your father. You are, your father did. You know, you you know, you're the father of your devil. You know, that that's the truth. You a liar. He was a liar, and murder from the beginning. That's your crew. So, but you ain't part of that crew. So don't worry about this scripture. Why are you getting mad about that? I, I can preach this. You ain't gonna mind me preaching this, do you? But I know if a black preacher said that with some Jews around. They wouldn't say it. They wouldn't read that scripture. No way. And and, and it makes way. me even That's think. Right. It makes me even think. Dang, I, I wanted to curse just there. I saw it. How <laughs> in the world could you allow a Jewish person to sit amongst you and stifle exactly. you from just reading the Word of God? You the baddest, boldest Christian, and you can't read what's in the Word of God because you got some Jew on your post. Or you got some Jew that's in your sanctuary, or a Jew in your audience, and you can't read that. Just read it. And so yeah. when Minister Farrakhan speaks it as well as read it, people are like, "Oh my God!" Because <clears throat> we know who Black folks' real God is. So we say, "Well, white folks, no, we gotta say those Jews that are in power that rule the world are our God because that's who we bow down to." That's who we go to in government, that we got to go bow down to Israel if we want to get into government. We got to go down to uh, whatever APEC, whatever that organization is, we got to go see them before we can even do anything because we understand their God because they're the force and power that rules us. Yeah. Yes, sir. But, and, and, you know, I think, too, Brother Terrence, um, because sometimes our people aren't politically savvy, um, so it's even that lie about being the chosen people um, that, you know, it's been so long ago since I heard, you know, knew that lie or heard that lie, but that was so entrenched in Christianity that they were some chosen people. A lot of our people still bow down to that lie um, when they really are the devils. Uh, but, the, you know, they they you know, that's the trick. That's the fraud. Um, so that still exists amongst black people believing that the Jews are somehow some chosen people because of the lie that was told. So that's, that's why the minister is so effective in, in pulling the veil 
off of, you know, and letting the truth be known as to what really is going on and how we were tricked. No, this is, yeah, this is very powerful. So we're going to go back to the phones. Let's see. I think we... Oh, I lost the. Oh, here it is. Brother Cartier was as a comment. Assalamualaikum. Somehow my sound is. Sister Ava, while you're doing that, if I could, because oh, even with well, go ahead, yes, ma'am. Okay. Because even with what Brother Lewis was describing in that Leo Frank book and just the breaking down of trials and criminal, you know, criminal trials, you know, those stereotypes are still at play today. You know, it's so easy to frame the black man, you know, that it shows right. how they were able to just displace the, the, the guilt away from Leo Frank by, you know, bringing up all these stereotypes. This was a big bad man and he and you know how black men. And, and so, it, you know, those are the same types of tricks that are used to this very day. And even with this whole COVID, you know, once again, we're the vulnerable population. Oh, we're the ones, you know, they always scapegoating us as being um, the reason why we're targeted. So um, yeah, and you know what, your 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 reference, yeah, um, that vulnerable population term. Yes, ma'am. That, that gave rise to one more thought too that. They they come up with new labels for every new effort to keep us divided and keep us from our freedom. Yeah, because this vulnerable population term that's a that's something in the health industry that I think mm-hmm. most of us were unaware of. Right. You know, and, until the until this pandemic. And and so what that does is it prevents us from seeing the pattern. See, because if, if they would continue to use the same terms, we could do historical referencing and say, oh, they've come at us this way before. See, even even in the sense of using, we've been called Negro colored. African American, Afro American. <laughs> the Honorable yes, Elijah Muhammad said, "We're black people. Stop it." Come on, right. that's right. See, because <laughs> all that does is create confusion, and and yes, that's ma'am. deliberate too. Yes, ma'am. Yes, so ma'am. we're gonna yes, we're gonna ma'am. get back to the phones because we promised the callers that <laughs> they could. And forgive me if I sound a little strange because I'm walking I'm walking around. And uh, from one room to the other. Uh, let me go back up here. We, of course, we have our dear sister Ula. Assalamu alaikum, sister Ula. Wa alaikum, ma'am. Uh, how you doing? Oh, fine. And yourself? I'm doing fine. I'll praise to Allah. I wanted to add, I heard you say that you were going to try to invite 
Dr. Keely next week because I want to say this. I'm, I'm he is invited, not try and invite. He is all oh, praise to Allah. I yes, just want to say yeah, this. He is, he is I have to come spoke on. to a lot of people about this COVID-19. There's one individual who went to be tested and came down with the flu the same, same maybe a day or two later they had the flu. I believe from yes. what I'm saying that that's their pattern. They let you. They test the people and give them the the, the virus. You know, mm-hmm. they, this is a new tactic because I was on a radio show about a month ago, and there was a brother there that works in a hospital, and they were instructed to tell every patient that came in there that they had COVID nineteen. Now this is what he said on the radio. I hope ma'am. I said, I hope people are say? listening. Yes, ma'am. That's what I'm saying. And and this pattern of telling people that they got something or they don't have it, it started 8,400 years ago on the island of Patmos. Come on. They would, that's right. When they would tell the people that their blood didn't mix, you know, and it was other <laughs> than the truth, just like this is other than the truth. And I wanted to share that with the believers and I noticed in history, every person that comes to try to elevate our people out of what they're in is met with opposition from their own people. Like brother, uh, the brother was saying earlier, uh, brother Lewis Ali. Every person that tries to help pull our people up is met with opposition. From from the uh, 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 those on the outside, the uh, uh, dudes media. What was that man's name, Sister Ava? And then I'm gonna get off here. The man who uh, they he came back from Russia, and they had slandered him so until his own people jumped him. Do you know who I'm talking about? I heard the minister speak of him one time. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um. Yes, that he he's a black he was a black uh, activist and an actor and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, performer yeah. as well. Uh, Not Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said Paul Robeson. Robeson. Yeah. It is Paul Robeson. Okay. That, yes. Okay. That's what okay. I thought. But I thought it. Mm-hmm. Paul uh-huh. Okay. And and this is a pattern even in our midst. The ones that mm-hmm. can help pull each other up are met with adamant opposition from their own kind. That's all I wanted to say. I thank you a lot yes, for ma'am. you, Sister Abe, and I pray that he divinely give you good health and the members of your family. Awesome, Lakeham. Thank you, ma'am. Wa-alaikum you. salam. Appreciate you so much. Brother Kareem has a comment. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Kareem. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. How are you? I'm fine, sir. And yourself? I'm good. Um, just celebrating Thanksgiving with my family. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> but when we think about it, and you look at the history books, why are we actually celebrating? Thanksgiving. Hmm. I mean, 
the uh, white people came over here and killed a bunch of Indians and colonized Mm -hmm. the land, and now there's a holiday. (laughs) Yes, sir. And so it's just uh, really fascinating how we're we're able to, to... Believe anything There it is That's right And we got We got Easter And Halloween And Christmas (laughs) And all these holidays But what really I mean What's the backstory behind it Go ahead Because When you add it up None of it makes sense Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Clear, I went to say. Alaikum. Oh, that's plenty. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was beautiful. He just dropped bombs and just walk out, drop the mic. That's he, all. He, 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 he drops the mic. He drops the mic. That's it. It makes so no none sense. None of it makes sense. <laughs> none of it makes sense. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Our, our, every time I hear Brother Cream, there's just one thing I think of. Our future is secure. Come on now. Oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna keep moving down the line. We oh, oh wait a minute, I missed somebody here. I miss. I think I went down too far. Oh, there he is, Brother Daryl. Because, you know, he and Sister Ula always, one, it's, they're one and two. Okay. Right. <laughs> Brother Daryl, assalamu alaikum. Oh, alaikum salam, family. How you doing, Sister Ava and Brother Terrence and Attorney Pamela? Um, I had a couple of questions. I, I love our future. He he always dropped the mic. Mm. How, how he is say. succinct and to the point. Yes, yeah. and, my, and I just love hearing our babies. You know, all praises due to Allah for Master Prophet Muhammad coming here July 4th, 1930, giving us our independence. Uh, going forward, um, as Brother Terrence was saying, and he was speaking about the Jews, if we notice, even the top of the top, T.D. Jake, none of them speak about the Jews, but it's in their Bible. Why won't you speak about the Jews? Because they know once they speak out about what Jesus said about the Jews, that they would be shut down immediately. And that's why they won't speak out. But when a man of God come up and speak the truth out of your Bible, then you act like it's foreign. It's real. It is who it is. The Jews is who it is. But back to the COVID, like uh, Sister was saying, this thing is nothing to play with. You know, I think a lot that, you know, he's built our bite. I, I had a meltdown, a 24-hour bug, and uh, it had me, you know, shaking and everything. But I think a lot that, you know, the body kicked in the way all I designed it. You know, I'm dealing with my uh, garlic, my bean soup, my uh, uh, honey, the turmeric, and, you know, all the natural things that we need to use to keep our immune system built up. But as... Uh, uh, minister was speaking about when you said when the brother spoke two weeks ago, what happened to Detroit? Detroit has been blessed, more than blessed. It's like you said on the page of the final call, that need to be not only on the back, 
one article need to come out with it on the front. Something is wrong with our people that we have all of this in front of us and we still ignore what the minister is saying and don't want to believe it, or maybe should we take this, should we? Then now you're going against the man of God. And he said, like uh, one of the lectures he did, one of the, uh, I think NWCP, one of them was asking for help. And the minister said, stay away from scared Negroes, they would get you killed. That's what's going on now. They're putting out uh, uh, the black so-called preachers and those that are supposed to be loving us and, and loving us to death. So he said, do not take it. So why would you question that? And my second question is, on your books, would any of them be auto books to save us? If so, I would be loved to buy some of them so because of my site. Would you be putting any of those oh, books yes, on sir. auto? In fact, we're, we're, we've a uh, sister, uh, Rona, you know, our executive producer, sister Donna, who uh, works with me. And, in fact, she's going to be on the calls tonight. Um, we're, we, that's exactly what we're working on is audio books. Praise so be to that Allah, will be coming I, in the near future. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate it. I would be first in line. Thank you. May Allah oh, thank you. Thank, you. thank you for your support. And, and may Allah continue mother to bless Mother Khadija and the far kind of Muhammad family that Allah will oh, bless yes, for many people. Love you. And may Allah continue to bless you all. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikum salam, beloved. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. And okay, in fact, we have Sister Donna on the line tonight. Sister Donna Muhammad. Oh. All right. Assalamualaikum, Assalamualaikum. to everybody. Um, so glad to be with you. Glad that I you're just here. To, oh, praise be to Allah. I just wanted to say something briefly in regards to going back to the vaccine and its direct impact here in Tennessee and in Shelby County. Um, As the health department got on the news yesterday and I followed up more of the research, Tennessee is one of four states approved to get vaccines. Now, even though they're saying it's not ready, the health department officials got on the news yesterday and said that by December 1st, 30,000 doses would be here in Shelby County to be administered by December 15th. And they said they're starting with healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. Now, FedEx, which is also headquartered here, has been working for months for this deep storage, this deep freeze, which is why I think one of the reasons they're starting here in Tennessee. Um, because they're working to get this deep, the cold storage together and in different locations. But I find it ironic that as they're quietly, even though you have Fauci, and it's the Pfizer vaccine, and even though you have Fauci on the news continuously saying, uh, you know, April, late spring, or what have you, they're already talking about doses arriving. And even though they keep putting a little footnote in there that says, well, it may not be available by that date, I don't know about that because right. at the same time, at the same time, there's a, there's a man here. He's a pharmaceutical sales rep and a nurse. And last week he tested positive for COVID. He tested on a Friday. By Monday, he was one of the first in the country to receive this COVID, uh, a particular COVID treatment that's being tested. Now, what's interesting about this is that this man got tested on Friday. He called a physician friend. 
asked him, is there any new tests going underway for any new treatment? They referred him to Baptist Hospital here in Memphis. And miraculously, he was seen right away and given this treatment. Now, the treatment arrived in the studio on that same Friday into the hospital. Staff worked over the weekend to set up specialty rooms that it has to be administered in. This man received that treatment on Monday. So from Friday to Monday. Now he's saying he's doing better already. But this is not a vaccine. They're talking about this is a treatment, which got an emergency FDA approval to rush to administer it. So, you know, it's interesting that he got news and information about this. And from Friday to Monday, here you are receiving a treatment, not a vaccine, that you don't even hear about this treatment, and I'll send you the name of it later. But at the same time, they quietly have approved four states to receive these vaccines. Now, the thing about Memphis, when Dr. Aline came to visit here, he said when he saw the people here, that is clear that testing is going on on the people here. We have some of the highest cancer rates, prostate cancer. We used to have the highest infant mortality rate. That's why Spike Lee and his wife started their infant mortality um, foundation program right here in Memphis. Um, of course, we're the port capital of the world, so we've got high rates of diabetes and everything. So it's, it's interesting that this would be one of the first places. And they are quietly moving this vaccine. So while he's yelling April, you know, they they gave definitive dates for something that's allegedly not available or, you yes, know, ma'am. already yet. And this is the one through Pfizer. So, you know, I'm warning my people here in Memphis and get ready to get on the soapbox even more and putting us back to listening to the criterion because I know people here heard it and reheard it. Um, and you all have said enough about the vaccine. I won't say more. But I just wanted to point that out because that is what's happening right here in my city. Yes, ma'am. You know, you, your your comments gave rise to a lot of thoughts in my mind, one of which is, and I don't recall the name. We can all pull it up. But let us not forget that uh, the president, during the last stages of the campaign, uh Contracted COVID, right. and 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 he uh, did. Not only did he have symptoms, but um, he, he was ill. He was ill. Now remember that the president um, has. He, number one, he falls in the category. He's over the age of seventy. Um, he's obese. He. Um, is a male, uh, you know, males uh, have a lower survival rate than females because the female has, uh, th- there's a component in this called uh, immune adaptiveness. The immune system of, of the woman is is adaptable, and, and that is linked to the uh, fact that women carry children. And uh, 
sustain life and feed life from their bodies, which acquires a great uh, amount of adaptability. And so that tends to play itself out in more than just the area of uh, pregnancy. But and, and during, during the childbearing years, women are virtually in, invulnerable from a health perspective. Um, so Trump had, then he had some other underlying condition that's somewhat mysterious because he had been hospitalized last year for something. And it kind of slipped out in, in some news report where they were discussing uh, incapacity. I don't know if you all remember when Nancy Pelosi, uh, the Speaker of the House, was talking about Trump needed to be declared uh, incapacitated. When he was demonstrating all of these these mental swings and just not uh, functioning, you know, e- even to the average person, you could see there's something wrong. But uh, they talked about last year that for several hours, Mike Pence actually was the person in authority because Trump was sedated over at Walter Reed for something he was undergoing. But all that to say, he contracted it. He showed symptoms of it. They they tried to, they first treated him in the White House. Then they decided he needed to go to Walter Reed Hospital, which is one of the most advanced uh, uh, facilities in, in the world And Three days later this man was Bouncing around like a Middle school student And um, they, they gave him to, to your point Sister Donna It was not a vaccine he, he received a treatment And if you remember he came out He said You know I want everybody to have what I had And I, and I would like to make it free Yes, but you know <laughs> we're we're aware that along with sexism and racism is classism. We know that Come we on. live in a capitalist society, and so it's about status, it's about money, it's about power. Um, the 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 prime minister of the UK, obese. A cigarette smoker, heavy heavy duty cigarette smoker, was running around, uh, going in, exposing himself to COVID, going in these hospitals, and 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 really one of those taking it lightly. Remember, he contracted uh, COVID, and he he was on the brink of death. He went into whew, he went into the um, ICU. They saved his life. They saved his life. Come on. Okay. And we we have people that have minor symptoms and and go go in an ER somewhere and we never see them again. That's right. Yes, ma'am. So we we better we just better be watchful. And as you're saying, right. Sister Donna, see these these mixed messages. See, on one hand, on. Trump is attacked because he is supposedly, oh, he's trying to rush the vaccine. Remember toward the end of the campaign, Trump said we should have something in November? Yes. And listen, the liberals, listen. 
they oh they went after him like a uh, a bunch of jackals, and they right. said oh he's trying to kill everybody. He wants to have a vaccine in November. That's impossible. Well, excuse me, what month is it? Come on, come on. Is this November? And did not Pfizer followed by Moderna a couple of weeks ago say we got it? And of course we know it was pre ordered by the US government way back at the beginning of this outbreak. And it's either Pfizer or Moderna uh that it came out in, in some uh magazine or or uh, newspaper they were working on a vaccine for this virus in 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we just we yeah. So for our black professionals uh, to write, uh, and this thing is called a love letter, and it's signed by, as I said earlier. Heads of uh, some of the HBCUs, some of the medical doctors, some political people saying a love letter to black America. First of all, are you part of black America? Teach. Who who are you anyway? The enchanters in the Quran and the Bible who sold out their people in exchange for nearness to Pharaoh. That's who these people are. But no, this this vaccine has has been been there. Uh, Moderna and and you'll see an interview I did with the final call this this week's paper on the vaccine. I mean I don't know if we realize Moderna is not in the business of vaccinations. Moderna is in the business of biogenetic engineering. There's a difference. Go look it up. Biogenetic engineering. And that is that is uh reflected in the fact that these COVID vaccines now, there's more than one type, but what Pfizer and certainly Moderna, for sure, have come out with are vaccines that are uh, genetic coding. They're going to stick something in you that instructs your immune system to take a certain type of action. These are, these are messenger uh, vaccines. They're not based on the virus itself. These are not uh, inactive uh, viruses or or the disease itself. This is uh, something completely different, something completely experimental. And this is why Bill Gates is involved. Is Bill Gates a doctor? Is he a virologist? Did I miss something? Is he an immunologist, an epidemiologist, an MD? An EMT, anything in the health field, he and his wife? Or are they, as the minister pointed out in the time and what must be done, or is he a 
a multi-billionaire who's bent on depopulation of this planet, specifically the African continent, to get rid of all these black people who are sitting on this land that is the the source of, of the earth's richest minerals and natural resources. That movie, what was that movie, uh, Avatar? Right. Classic. And and Showed what? Uh, the, what 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 is the 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 produce the? Uh, he also did Titanic, the producer of Avatar. And he he said in some kind of interview he had to make the people blue, to get to get it across. See, he, but you could see they were black people. Very clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Connected to the land, spiritual. Come on. Exactly. They had they had uh, their hair braided. Okay, and black people played the characters. <sighs> and it was the U.S. military. The U.S. military went in spaceships to their planet to take their resources. Listen. And, and said, we have to, first of all, they said they're very hard to kill. Right. Now, do you not realize they say that about us all the time, how hard mm. we are to kill? Do you believe you are hard to kill? Did 450 years of, of, of oppression, torture, torment, the worst treatment in the annals of human history kill you? Or are you still here? I would say we yes. are hard to kill. That's right. Then that's James Cameron. He, he was the director. James Cameron, right. And he directed but, but Thriller, go and see the Thriller movie. video. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go and see that movie. Because it tells you exactly what is going on. Okay? Yep. And I see I have, I have ended up... <laughs> Uh, taking us to the the end of the second hour. We've got about three minutes left. Let me, but let me you, see if I can get. Go ahead, sir. Yes, sir. Oh no, no, I say you did good. Thanks, thanks, Cicerona, for um, letting us know about Jane Cameron. But I think also Tony Browda did a book on uh, Avatar, and he showed the different African and Black people in the diaspora um, the features and the tribes that they did. And it was one wow. thing that was like, we'll give, you know, and the white man on the ship said, we'll give them this, we'll give them this, we don't care nothing about that, give them whatever they want, give them Pepsi, give them Coke, we just want that raw minerals. And then when they saw they couldn't <laughs> defeat them, then they went and cloned themselves and they sent one from the military, Say, look, we're going to allow your scientists because the, the, the scientists were really trying to do research, but the military said, okay, we'll work with you scientists, and I'm going to put one of my military people in one of these to go as a spot amongst them so I can get intel so I can know how to destroy them. And once I found out how spiritual they were and how connected they were to their rituals, I'm going to destroy their beliefs. I'm going to destroy that which they're connected to, their natural connection. Sure said it. That's in right. On. That's right. Mm. They played it all the way out for us. Yeah, because he talked about their racial memory and yes, they, they, we're, yeah, we're we're not just gonna kill them. I'm glad you brought that up. We're not gonna just kill them physically. We're gonna destroy their belief system, their god. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what this last ditch effort is. So let us that's be watchful, right. brothers and sisters, and let me uh, thank our producer, our wonderful producer, Sister Rona Muhammad. I uh, thank uh, my co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad, uh, Sister Attorney Pamela Muhammad, Brother uh, uh, Reuben Muhammad, who was unable to be with us, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad, who also was unable to be with us. They are our international contributor and our uh, health contributor. Um, and, of course, uh, each and every one of you who weigh in uh, on these discussions uh, each and every week. I want to uh, invite you to visit me at ministerava.com uh, for my latest uh, ebook, um, And also uh, you can see uh, lectures, uh, my lectures at Mas Mariam, The Law of God, Part 1, 2, and 3. But we always keep you posted on ministerava.com on what I'm engaged in. And as Brother Darrell raised that question, we are indeed uh, working on a series of audiobooks and also making sure each and every one of my ebooks is available in print. May Allah bless all of us with love and the light of understanding. As I leave you in peace, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam.